Hemshechayim Beis, Volume One. We're up to uh, Chapter Kuf Chof, One Twenty, Page Reish Lamaralf, Two Thirty One. And we're in the middle of discussing the third interpretation in Evan in Svidus, from the word Evan Sapir. And uh, to understand it well, he went through a whole discussion of the difference between Yaakov and Lovan, or more importantly, the whole story of Yaakov and Pasha Vayetze which is, reflects the whole entire story of the purpose of existence, purpose of the cosmic order, Seder Stalshlus, which essentially is to, uh, as he put it here, to elevate a fragmented world and align it towards the higher unity, divine unity. And this process consists both of Halah and Amshach, both elevating and drawing down. And essentially, this is the story of the Sphiris as well. Because what's the whole purpose of the Sphiris? The word Sphira, as he explained the three different meanings in the word Sphira, from number, smisper, the second interpretation from the word Sipur, story, narrative, and the third, where we are up to now, Sapir, which literally means uh, brightness or brilliance, illumination, is the Sphiris are the mechanism the tools, the instruments, you could say the, the interfaces that connect the divine and existence. Bligvul and gvul, infinite and finite. Because on one hand, they're divine spheres, meaning they're God's tools, and they reflect God's will, and so to speak, as God manifests in a personality, what we call the Adam Elyon. On the other hand, they are a structure which is not the essence and core of the divine. So they play the role of being like channels, portals between the two. And that is why, so for example, when we emulate God, we, not, we, we, we say, uh, what do we say? Halachta bedrochav. Mahu chanun chanun. You should go in his ways. And we emulate and say, just like God is compassionate, we're compassionate. You're basically aligning our faculties, which are created in the image of the divine, Salam Alekim, to the divine faculties, which in turn lead us into the divine itself. But this process is much more complicated than it sounds, because you're talking about two antithetical realities that you have to bring together. So, generally speaking, the Rebbe Rashab explains the three meanings of Sviris really are like three steps in how the Sviris accomplishes. The first step, meaning how Sviris from the word number, the focus is far more on the containers, so to speak. The containers is the structure of existence. And uh, when you say number, number you would actually say quantity. Within the number lies also quality, as he explained at length back when we learned that. That when you really get to it, there's also the qualitative element of a number. But on the external of a number, is just basically the multitude. When you say this world is a large world, you're not saying at all what, is, what it contains within. It's more of a container level. Then comes the story level of the spheres, which really start telling the story, like any story. You tell it in words, but you're telling a deeper story. And that story goes all the way, like he says, it reveals where this ghoul comes from. 
where the structure comes from, and all the way to the point of the bligvul, we call machshavis nalamis. It even tells you about the bligvul. Basically, to use the example we were using, like the artist, the art dictates that there's an artist. The art uh, indicates that there's someone that put the art here. And then it tells you that the artist is beyond the art that he created. That's essentially the bli gvul. So gvul would be how God manifests and wants a world the way we see it. And the bli gvul, so to speak, the transcendent, would be how God is beyond the structure itself. And that's also part of the experience and part of the interface. So now, in speaking about Svidas Levin Sapir, this comes to the third level. That's where it's more than just telling a story. It actually becomes a transparent channel. That's the key word, sapir. Sapir is not sapphire. He makes it very clear. Sap, sap, sapir is more of a like evan habdelah, which is a um, like a crystal or a diamond. So it's more clear, clarity, and transparency is more than anything that's critical here. That it just lets the light or the energy flow through. Now. Um, in explaining this, he went to a long discussion between Keches and Levushin. It was a long discussion, which is relevant to where we are now. That's why I'm summing it up from that perspective. That essentially, you really have three things going on. Let's start with a human being. You have the Neshama. Neshama is the soul. That's energy. That's air, basically. You have the body, where the soul resides. Without a body, a physical body, the soul would not be able to interact with this world. And then you have the faculties. The Kechus HaNefesh. What's the Kechus HaNefesh? So the Nefesh itself is a poshet. It's shapeless. If you were able to see the Nefesh, you wouldn't see it's made up of ten faculties. But within it, it contains the faculties, and as they manifest, they go from the Kechus Atzmim to Kechus Nalamim to Kechus Gluim, as we discussed. So they manifest that you have the physical power of vision. I'm sorry, the power of vision manifests in the physical eye. Together, Eir and Keli. So, and then you have, when you put on garments, physical garments, you put on a jacket, you put on a shirt, you put on regular clothing, a coat. So how does he explain this? That the, the etzem, in this case the nefesh, is beyond, uh, is, is the highest level. The faculties and the body are also garments, but they're attached garments, and they reveal, they don't conceal. Or let's put it this way, they reveal as they conceal. But they're, from, but they're revealing. The eye limits perhaps the flow that's coming from the soul, but it's, at the end of the day, you're able to see. Whereas if you put on shades, or you put on, let's say, garments, physical garments, they're detached, and their only purpose is to conceal. Their purpose is to protect you from the weather, from the cold, or to protect you from other people, etc., etc. That's why Adam Chava, before the Chetet Sadas, did not need garments. So in the regular flow of everything, what happens is, as the divine energy flows into existence and allows this existence independent reality to take hold, so you need to have all these levels. The Eidus and the Kalim, and the Kalim into Luvushim, that conceal until we're able to have an existence like our own. Yaakov comes, as all Tzadikim come, but here Yaakov Yuboka, from the word Asian letters as Yuboka, pierces the garments, and wants to reveal in a world that is on its own concealed, where Malchus is concealed, wants to reveal and elevate it back to a state of awareness and consciousness. Basically, wants to permeate the world that is affected by the levushim, the external, outer, detached, concealing levushim garments, 
and wants to connect it back to a world where Edis and Kalim are connected and you could sense that there's a connection between the faculties and the soul that has those faculties using that muscle. Lovan, on the other hand, builds a gal. A gal is a mound. And a gal is the parsa. Parsa is the levush, the garment. He wants to increase the garments to the point that they should completely conceal and there should be no, no flow, like blocking the passages. And this is the meaning when Yaakov says, when the Pasuk says, he took from all the Avonim, he made one Evan. All the Avonim are Asis. He's taking from the letters as they're concealed in this world and turning them into one stone, Malchus, and elevating it to Malchus of Atzilus, all the way to Teferes, to Chochmah, as we discussed, all the way to Primis Akesa. I'm not going to go through all those details because we went through that already. But essentially what he's doing, he's taking Avonim, Lashon Rabbi, many, turning them into one and aligning them. And turns it into a Matseva. As opposed to the Gal of Lovan, which is a concealer, a blocker, a Matseva is a revealer. He's taking the stone and turning it into a Vov, into Amshacha. It's like a pillar, a Matseva, a pillar, a marker. And he's drawing down and as well as elevating and then the Apostle continues and says, that the oven becomes actually a base of the Kim, as will be lost love. So now, where we are now in chapter Kufutes, what we just learned, he discusses one more part of this Pasuk, where Yaakov says, Right before he says, He says, so clearly the way that Yaakov's request or neder, as you want to say, is bakosh is that when you will be Hashem Le'elikim, that's when I will be able to raise the stone, Evan Azes. Like he explains in Tere'er, on this parsha, where you say that is, that's Habahatai, that's dependent on one another. So what's So here the Rebbe, the Rebbe Hashab explains, based on this Tere'er, that before we were discussing how Yaakov lifts the kalim, the containers, and the containers become, the primis kalim become transparent channels, sapir, to the air. Then the last few chapters he began developing further that now we're talking how the air is ever sapir, not only the container. Because the container at the end of the day, even the primis kalim, even the inner container, is still a container. It focuses primarily on structure. The last few chapters he began discussing how Malchus is elevated to Chochmah. And Chochmah is the level of Er, not the level of Keli. So if Malchus is primarily Kalim, as we said, and let me just explain again, because some of you asked me this. In the spheres itself, everything has Eris and Kalim. But like anything, everything is relative. And it depends what level you're talking about, what is primary. Remember, Er is reflective of the source. The, the role of Er, or energy, is a Gili HaEtzim. Revealing what the source wants. The role of a keli is creating the structure that the source also wants. But it focuses on the personality and identity of the structure. So if you were talking, let's say, in, uh, in management, the head of a department would be air, and the individual workers doing their jobs would be kelim. Because air is all its interest is what the, what, is what the, the, the source wants. The source wants chesed, okay, we'll do chesed. But the kalim, their role is identifying chesed and making chesed be chesed and not gvura. 
In Eir, its role is not to distinguish between Eir and Chesed and Gvura. It has within, according to, as he said, in this mind, this Hemshech, he says, according to the Fihashita Bedruzah, he keeps saying, the Shita is that also Eir has Chesed and Gvura, but it's definitely amorphous, and not on the level as it is in the containers, it's not as defined. Now this is a critical piece here now, because he's moving over now from Eir to, from Keli to Eir. So Malchus, the lowest of the spheres, Kelim are Iker, and Eir is more diminished. It's still Atzilus, and still meaning there's a total unity. But the Kalim are the primary, uh, the primary force. In Chachm, which is the highest of the ten spheres, Eir is the primary force, and Kali is so little. That's why, for example, in, um, in Chachm, you have only a spark of an idea. Now, you may ask the question, if that's the case, why do we say that, that Malchus is a Nakuda? That doesn't have any shape and form. And even it's even less than Chachma. Because Chachma at least has some spark. Malchus less Lamagar Malklum. Because the point is that even though it's Kalim, the, the, but the energy is, is not there. That's the point. So the point of it is that there's no Gili. So in that sense, it's, a, it's, it's an Akuda alone. It's like the moon without the sun. It's just a pure point. Chachma is Gili. There's a lot of Gili. On the contrary, the gili is so strong, so there's no kalim emerging. So the nakuda there is a nakuda of gili. It's also a point, but it's already a gili. There's an idea that has come into it. Kes- Malchus, on the other hand, relates to keser, which keser, as we spoke earlier, is higher than all kinds of higher than all types of shapes, higher than anything. That's why keser Malchus also begins as a nakuda. The kavana is to unite the two, and that's the matzeva that Yaakov builds. He takes Malchus. As it's concealed in the Nakuda, where nothing is revealed, like think of it as the dark moon, and begins to radiate, illuminate it with light from to, first from the higher spheres to Fedas, all the way to Chachme, connecting Chachme to Malchus. So now, if you have the two, what you have is the Kalim of Malchus, which is the concealment of all the eras now filled up with with Eris all the way from Chachme. To achieve this, you need to bring from Primius Akesa, which is why Yaakov is to Fetis, the Kavim Tzoy, that goes away, all the way up. But the question is, what is Yaakov focusing on? Is he focusing on the Kalim or on the Eir? That's the question here. So till now, not till now, till Bachanaka Maimer, it was clear he was talking about the Kalim. Taking the Kalim and turning it into Evan, and turning Evan into Evan Sapir, that it should be transparent, as opposed to Lovan, who wants to conceal. But in, but in the Maimer Chanukah, my Chanukah, which we're in the middle of, Chapter Kufyudzayin, he begins with Now we're going to speak about Evan Sapir, not as Malchus connects it to Fedes, which is more on the Kalim level, but also Eiris, but primarily Kalim. But now we're going to connect it to Chochmah. Chochmah is Eir. By the way, it's set up, you don't have to do anything. It only dims. You hear? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now he's going to connect to Chochmah. So to do this, he goes into the whole discussion of colors. So there's colors, there's colorlessness, and there's three levels in colors too. Keser has no color, is beyond colors altogether. Chochm is lovan, that's Evan Sapir. It's a white color, basically transparent color, clear. And then there's the colors like red, green, blue, and so on. So the spheres under Chablo, Chochmah, each have their color, they have their personality. That's primarily the Kalim now. Chochmah is Eir. So like Eir, it's like a clear channel. So now we're not talking uh, the Kalim, we're talking about even the Kalim of Chachmar, like on the level of Eir. They just reveal. And like he said, that it's not Pshat, 
that the colors that come from the from the original colorless white are originally there. It just that from from Chachme it allows all the other colors to emerge. And he explained very clearly that this given of Chachme is the air. It's still ayin. It's still in a state of ayin, but it's relatively compared to Kesser, which is complete nothingness, no color at all. Chachme is already the beginning of the world of colors, but it's still transparent. And then he brought, and we're in this chapter where we are, to explain this, he starts explaining this now, that therefore the real primary place where Sapir is, plays a role is in Sphere, is in Eir now, not in Kalim. Because Eir is the real revealer, the real transparent channel. Kalim, relatively speaking, the inner Kalim, Primis and Kalim, are, are a channel that are more than the outer Kalim. So now to explain this, he said, he brought... So now he's suddenly elevating Levushim to the level of Eir. Till now, we were talking Levushim, if you remember, Levushim were even lower than Kalim, right? We're talking about Eir, Keli, and then a garment, like the Parsa, a foreign element. Now he says, Eir to Eir Kesalma, that God puts on a Levush, that he wraps himself in Eir, like a shirt. So he explains, how does this work? Because the etzem is higher than even 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 air. The core is higher than the air. That's what he says here. So what's the role of air? Air is a form of a gili. But it's a form of complete transparency. It doesn't conceal or cover at all. That's what he explains here. And this answer, this explains, Elakim is the level of kalim b'chlal. That conceal. And in general, we have Shemesh HaMogin, Hashem HaLakim. So the Shemesh is Havaya. As I said, the regular system, regular structure of things, in order for us to be able to receive the energy, the divine energy, it has to go through Elakim, through Kelim. is talking about the In the future, what will happen? Then Havaya will be in the level of Elakim. The Havaya that is today, Havaya, and has Kelim that conceal it, those Kelim we're not even talking about anymore. Even Havaya will become Elakim, and that means the Havaya of today will become a Lakim, a revealer of a higher level of Havaya de la Ela. What does this mean? Basically, that Havaya is Eir HaGvul, a Lakim is Kalim, and Havaya de is Eir HaBligvul. So La'asid love, everything is going to elevate. The Eir HaGvul is going to reveal the Eir HaBligvul. That's basically what he says here. Etzema Eir. And then there won't be any more concealment. Because Elikim, as, as today, is a concealer. Then, Elikim is going to be a revealer. And the, So what do you need? What do you need that to happen? Because you want to have the Eir HaBligvul is without Islapshus. You want Eir HaBligvul to be primistic. So we have like this. Eir HaBligvul is beyond, let's think of it like Keser. The Eir HaGvul is Eir, but it's, uh, it's, it's commensurate to the containers. And then there's Elikim, the containers. Today, the Eir HaGvul goes, travels to us through the containers. That's, what we, that's the only revelation we have. Lashed Lavi, in the future, what's going to happen is, it's all going to elevate. And the Eir HaBligvul, which is higher than Kalim, will be higher by Elikim, will go through Elikim, which is Havaya of today. Upgrade. Yeah. Yes, you can say that. Like he says, V'tachas HaKavana Sheyibchini Sislapshus Dafke. Sehishem Havad El, which is Bligvul, shall become Bislapshus. And this gili comes through Chachma. He says, the Eidan 7-7, So Chachma becomes now the interface. 
And this is what Mayakov was saying, that when Avaya will be for Mi'alekim, when the higher Bligvul will be for Mi'alekim, which will mean he'll come in Bipnimius, then the Evan Hazesh, he doesn't say the end here, but in Terer he does. Then the Evan, which is the Evan, the Kalim down below, will be a Matseva and be a Keli to all of this. In other words, the transparency of once your Eir is Mamshech, the Etzem, then the Kalim also become a container and a channel for the Eir as well. So that's Hakivim Mukim Alecha. That you take Mokim, which is Malchus, and you expand it Merchava Atzmi. So we see here how Malchus becomes a Gilui, becomes Merchava Atzmi in Malchus. And nevertheless, it will be in a form of Islapshus. Okay. And we have a taste of this through Teirah Mitzvahs today, which essentially Yaakov got a taste of this through his work. But it's only a taste, meaning a preparation. And lost love, it will come out completely revealed. So basically, if you want to visualize it, it looks like this. The lowest levels is our world, where it's completely con- total concealment. Okay? The highest levels is the etzem, where there's beyond concealment, beyond revelation. So that's two extremes. There's, from the from the, from the Maila, you get the next step is Eir. But Eir first starts Eir Habligvul. Then comes Eir Habligvul. From the bottom, you have you have Levushim, then you have Kalim, and then the Kalim and the Eiris meet. So the question is, how do you travel through this whole thing? So the answer is that you go from the total concealment, you begin through as little revelation through the garments, through the detached garments. Then you get the Kalim, which relative to the garments are attached, but relative to the Eir, they're concealers, like the faculties. From the faculties you get to the soul, which is still Eir Hagvul, and the Eir HaGvul now becomes the real sphere of, uh, and, and, uh, and Behirus. Because it reveals the Eir HaBligvul. You follow? So really there's two interpretations on Evan Sapir. One is referring to Primis HaKelem, where the Kelem meet the Eir. So the Kelem is a transparent channel for the Eir. That would be, for example, when you have uh, 2020 vision. And your container is perfectly aligned with the vision that's entering it. So the Kelem, meaning the Primis HaKelem, is a transparent channel. Like he said this example, actually. Example with the eye is a translucent, transparent, allowing the power of vision to go into it. God forbid that eye is damaged, or you block the eye with some cloak, like lavush, then the flow can't go through. So that's step one. Step two is the power of vision, which is Eir HaGvul, is a transparent channel to the Eir HaBligvul, where that air comes from in the soul, which is unlimited. Is it clear? Or not? Because this is a critical component in understanding the whole uh, interface here. If it's not, I'll explain it further. Let's go back to the example of a teacher and a student. When you start teaching children in kindergarten, ABC, or Aleph Bays, so you're learning Aleph. You know, I don't know if you remember but uh, imagine at this age you'd be still sitting and writing Aleph, 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 thousand times. Okay. So you start learning Aleph. The child has no clue why, what he's learning and why he's learning it. But because children are just, I uh, guess, Kabbalah cell, they just do it. And Aleph, Beis, Gimel, so on. At some point, the children learn to, that these are letters of words. 
Ishis. I'm using exact example. Ishis, Avonim. So it began as separate Avonim. They have no connection to anything. And no child knows a clue what that Aleph is. I mean, you could say it's an Aleph of Anoichi. You could say it's the Aleph of whatever. Beis of Bar Baracha. But then at some point, and I'm moving forward, the letters come together and they become words. Okay, a word is an expression. Children learn to express themselves. Then words become sentences, and sentences become paragraphs, and paragraphs become chapters. Chapters become books, and books become knowledge. And then you have the whole body of knowledge, which is an endless journey, as we know. But it all began with an aleph, even before an aleph, whatever, a sound even. So what you're really doing here is you see the process of a totally concealed... Because all the knowledge that I just mentioned... Is concealed in the letters. Without Chav Beis you have no expression of anything, right? The person never learned letters. They, all the knowledge would be locked away. They couldn't access it. Couldn't access it. On the other hand, the letters themselves are very concealed state. So this is a perfect example of our world. You're born into this world, and that's what we have. We have a whole bunch of Stones. Like the stones by Yaakov. And we start then putting them together. You start realizing there's a deeper story. You know, actually, you start from numbers. That's a good idea. That's actually good. The letters, as they're separate from one another, are 22 letters. And children then memorize the olive base, right? When they're memorizing and repeating olive base, all they're doing is numbers. You know, the olive base, gimel dalad, with the nigunim, etc. Then they come to realize the, the letters tell a story. Kipshute, they tell a story. So it's a sipur. Then they come to realize that's more than telling a story. The letters are also revealing. They're revealing deeper things. Well, the story also reveals. But I mean to say, the letters start losing their personality and they become only channels. I give an example always when you read a page on a book or a sefer. You could actually read the letters and see the letters and you know, what's this word mean, this word. But there comes a point if you're ever immersed in a, usually it's in novels, more than chassidus, but it could be chassidus too. You read it, you don't even realize you're reading letters. You even turn page, you don't even realize you're turning a page. It's interesting, it's interesting technology because how is that possible? Once you know you're reading, because for some reason, once the words start telling you a story, you're so engrossed in the story, you lose sight of the details, meaning the letter, in a good way. Or you hear a very good speaker or a teacher or something. There comes a point, or, or like a song. When you're hearing a song, you don't, you're not listening to the notes. Unless you're a musician or you want to focus on the notes, you're hearing the you can say. You know, the total energy that's being conveyed through this nigan. Then someone say, can you sing the song? Okay, then you have to get to the technical. Let's figure out how you sing a song. It has sections, has words, doesn't have words. You get the idea. So what's happening here is Kalim are ceasing to be visible. They're becoming completely transparent to it. But it doesn't begin that way. It began complete Kalim. It was once a point where you only knew olive base. You had no idea that there was an air altogether in there. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the little air that's inside an olive. I'm talking about ideas. Then you came to a point where the ideas are so powerful you don't even realize they're letters. But there's definitely letters there because the letters are, are what are the tools, the instruments through which we convey the idea. So this is a process, I'm just using an example in Chinuch, where you're taking a person who's a literal total child, and they become the biggest gone, greatest scholar, but they had to go through this journey. Everybody has to go through this journey. Even the biggest Talmud the biggest Rebbe. That's how God made it. 
Obviously, their, their journey will be better than other people's journey, and they'll get to their end. It's going to be better than others, and their beginning is also on a higher level. But that's but still, everyone has to go through this process. This is a, an example of the whole Seder Shlalshlus. If you want to go backwards, it really works the other way around. It all began with something that was even beyond ideas, with Atzmus. Atzmus is beyond ideas. He chose to become a manifest in a conscious presence which is called the expression of Eir. No kalim at all. It's just Eir. Bligvul. But it's, at least it's not built in Mitzis Nimtza. It's not beyond, beyond, beyond. It's, it's now become manifest in something that will later become a, an existent reality. But that's also Eir Abligvul. Then that Eir Abligvul chose Shir Atzmei B'Kayach to find within himself and said, you know what? I want to allocate a certain amount, ten spheres. But it's all an idea at this point. There's no kalim yet. But I know, God says, I know that I need for it to manifest, I'm going to need to have kalim. Because in the world down below, they have to go backwards. There's no way that they can understand it from above. So from backwards, you're going to have to, first, as a matter of fact, more kalim than less air. So he creates also shedesh hagvul, keich hagvul. That is the root of the kalim. So there's the root of the energy, there's the root of the kalim. The energy is conveying the message, the kalim convey the, the, the letters. Let's put it that way, the actual structure. Then comes a big symptom, which is critical, because without that, no matter how much God in his mind, so to speak, can imagine it all, if that was revealed, we would not be able to exist. So for now, God can do anything. We're talking about a system that we should be able to climb the ladder. So the symptom basically becomes the the key type of, type of like black hole that just covers up the whole divine presence that allows now for all this to emerge. And what emerges? Still, a kav comes, but a kav is also still intense, too intense. But a kav has within it now the ability to begin to paint. And what does it begin to paint? A lot of air, and the kalim start emerging. In ak, there's really very little, there's no kalim. Akudim is ten energies in one container. Nukudim is ten energies in ten containers, but they're too intense. The energies are eris merubim kalim mo'atim. So what's happening is the opposite of what I said with the child in kindergarten. Here the idea is still too dominant and the containers are too weak. And tikkun is where they come perfect atzillus. Or vrudim, akudim, akudim, vrudim, is where there's a perfect balance between them all. The energy and the container can speak. So this is the perfect world of knowledge, however. But this is not for a kindergarten child yet. If you want to get to Asiya, Gashmir, Shumris, you have to conceal that too. So you have Briya, Yitzira, Asiya, all the way to the lowest level. And now in the lowest levels, you have the air is almost completely concealed. All you have are letters. And you start climbing the ladder backwards. To, and every, every rung you climb, you get closer, more air, less Kaili. Not when I say less Kaili, I don't mean less Kaili physically. I mean to say less dominance of Kaili. Like I said with the letters. Less letters, and you get more the idea behind the letters. So here, he's really focusing on two steps in this interface. I mean, this whole thing I just spelled out is the entire interface. But here he's focusing how Kalim meet Eir, and how Eir Gvul meets Eir Habligvul. So what does that mean? That there's a point where the letters, I'm talking about the letters, become transparent channels for the Eir. That was the example I gave them. You read the page, you don't even notice the letters. But there are letters there. Uh, and they're tangible letters. They're letters of Asiyah. Now take it a step further. What about letters of Dibur? Dibur is also letters, but Dibur is already spoken word. What about letters of Machshava? There, Machshava, you have already the dominance is the idea, and the letters are far weaker. But in Machshava itself, we've also learned, right before you give a speech, and you say to yourself in your mind, I'm going to say 
uh, good morning. So you're saying good morning in your mind, but it's not yet tangible. Then there's a level of your mind, you're not really thinking in, in, with letters, even though there are letters there. So it all comes down to how much air versus how much keli. And this is a real model that you can really actually train people to see where do you stand. Some people have very strong airs and very little keli. Some people have a lot of keli and very little air. And it could be changed. Like average talk radio is a lot of keli and no airs. I would say a lot of levushim and no airs, even better. You know, especially sports radio, you know. Basically, as he said, who said it? Someone said that, that today they read more and more about less and less. You know. So, the point is that right. You know the guy, the guy sitting on a bench, older guy. He's very depressed. So his friend comes over. He says, "Harvey, why, why are you so depressed?" He says, "My wife is very upset at me." He says, "Why is she upset?" Because I, she asked me this morning, "What are you going to do?" I said, "I'm going to do nothing." And she was very upset. Why? Because she says, you said that yesterday too. So I told her I wasn't finished. You know? He wasn't finished doing nothing. So he's doing it again. Good. Um, so basically, so the first tilt, as I said, first he's speaking about the Kalim, how the letters, or in the case of Yaakov, he takes the Avonim, he turns them into Evan Sapir. So the letters themselves, how do you do this? How, what is that Naveda? Naveda is when you do a mitzvah, you take a Gashmiz Dikha thing, a piece of bread. Or you take cloth, uh, parchment. Or you take tzemer, uh, wool. You turn it into tzitzis, or tefillin, or sefetera. You're taking keli, that on its own is like a letter, just a stone, or stones. And you're aligning it to God's will. You're, in turn, you're basically making this, now this cloth is no longer usable in anything that's mundane. It has now become kedusha. The cloth and a sefetera, that was once a piece of flesh, a hide of an animal, which was lower than anything than any human being is now the holiest possible thing. Simple as that. Now you can say I don't see it. Fine, that's what we spoke. We don't see it today. Lots of love you'll see. But that's what happened. You mekadesh adov achefze shalchel. You made it achefze shalgedusha, and forever. No, no, it can never be changed. The sefer Torah is puzzle. God forbid. Shemus, you have to bury it, just like you would a life. So the cloth that was once, as I said, on an animal, on a lowly animal somewhere. That's an example where the keli becomes transparent for the... Now, where he's going now is, he's saying the matzevim... I'm sorry, Evan Sapir is Malchus connecting to Chochmeh. Chochmeh is primarily Eir. So his focus here is how Eir is now a lavush. Because even the energy, even the, the idea in the letters... Now, let's not talk about the letters. The idea of the letters. How much does the idea convey about God? A limited amount. We're not, so we're not talking now the kindergarten. Kindergarten child, you're talking complete letters... And the letters are giving you an idea. Now you're talking about even the idea is limited. So he's saying, no, that Eir HaGvul, Eir, or Eir HaMamala is revealing Eir HaSevev. So, or, or, or generally speaking, Eir in general reveals the core, the Etzim. And that's Hoya Vaili Lelikim. That was Elikim before, which was Kalim, containers that concealed. Havaili Lelikim is now Havaili Lelikim that the Leila will become a Lekim of today. I'm sorry, Avaya of then will become a Lekim of today. A Lekim of... Havaya of today will become a Lekim then and reveal even a higher Havaya de Leila. Let me get that right, straight. Yeah, okay. Actually, you'll also come away a Lekim d'achshav. Shabbat v'ayadu yegili shem Havaya de Leila. You say the words, Havaya lila Lekim. 
Meaning, a higher Havaya will be like a Elakim of... Yeah. And this is essentially what he says is the Gilui of So the gili is that it should be an eponymous. That's the point. So here now, so now Evan Sapin has become on the level of Eir. That's what he says, the last words in this chapter, and then we'll continue. Nimtze de ikashem sfira, lashem biris Eir. Okay, as opposed, if you go back by contrast, in Pedekuv Tazayin, he was talking about how it's eponymous akalim. So in a, say, in a way you can say Chitzenius HaKelem is when you actually see the letters on the page. And Tzoyis HaKelem would be, the middle of the Kelem would be when you see the letters but you also see the idea, like half-half. And Primis HaKelem where the air is almost not recognizable to you, all you're sensing is the is the message it's, it's coming across. Was that clear? Huh? Very clear. Very clear. Like Okay, we're getting there. But remember, you lose your kalim too quickly, you can get very quickly burned up. That's why you have to have a vayli lelikim. You always need some type of shield. But now we're talking here, the shield now is the salma, is air itself. Air itself is now the garment. A garment of light, basically. When you say kasnas air, now with an ayin, but with an aleph. Talking about uh, the levushim of Adam Achav. So let's continue, chapter Kufchov. And I elaborated because, I don't need an excuse to elaborate because it's pretty complicated because it's coming together from so many sides here. You see, it's like bringing the whole story together. Everything we learned before, the Ablikvul, the Gvul, it's all now coming together here. But it's definitely, that's the journey. So a journey from Helam to Lavush, a little Gili, to Kalim, which is more Gili, to Eir, there we go. That's the trajectory. So where are we if we were to judge ourselves from kindergarten to postgraduate school? Huh? We're still in the crib. Talking about it. Okay, doesn't matter. And this clarity, this transparency, this sapir, that's an air, is in two things. Buckle your seatbelts, this isn't easy stuff here. <laughs> About the colors? Yeah. Yeah. Echad, so two things we have to be looking for. Echad, first thing, two things in this behirus. Echad masha er be'etzim hu er bohir. First thing is because the er be'etzim fundamentally is er bohir. Oyer is a is a is a um, illuminating force. V'loy kamaya kelim, not like the container. Shem b'chinis helam be'etzim hu'sam. They're fundamentally concealers. Now I got to clarify. Till now we were saying levushim are concealers. Why is only saying Kalin? Because it's relative again. But it's more than just relative. 
Let's go back to the faculties before I explain this. Before we read on. And initially when he spoke, he spoke the difference between when you put on a jacket, you put on a coat, because it's cold outside. The coat has only one purpose. is to conceal. When you conceal, to protect you, layers to protect you from the cold. So it's a concealer. There's nothing, no revealer at all. I'm not getting down to the fashion side of uh, a coat and statements, fashion statements people make. I'm talking about the role of a coat. On the other hand, for example, the faculties, your arms, they're also not the core soul. And you can't say the arms are reveal the whole soul, like we learned earlier. But what they do do, they reveal more. They they, they do reveal their forces of revelation. You take your fingers. And you write something. Or you use your hand to show someone something. Or your eyes to see. So the faculties, as well as the general body of the human being, the skeleton, are not like a coat. They are actually the place where the soul manifests in a revealed way. But as he explained, but they, but they, but they reveal, they, while they reveal, they also conceal. Because how could you actually get an idea written in letters with your fingers? Because the fingers are limiting the flow. If the idea would just come this, you wouldn't be able to put it into words. So it's true. So for example, in the teaching example, when you're teaching a kindergarten child, you're saying ABC, that's almost no revelation at all. I mean, there's revelation of Aleph Bays, but there's no revelation of any idea. When you're teaching a student that needs examples, the examples are revealers, but they're also concealers. Because they're concealing the core idea because the student can't yet understand. But at least he's getting a concept. The only thing is the concept is through a muscle. Or through a parsa, through a riddle, or whatever it may be. Depending on what level. So kalim are revealers compared to the coat I mentioned. Which is a complete concealer. But compared to the air itself, the idea itself, you can't call the keli a bohir. You can't say that keli is an illuminator. The keli is a channel. That reveals while it conceals, basically. Whereas the air, he says, is air bohir. Kalim are husam concealers. However, being that they're kalim for the air, they will reveal an air. But, they, but if you look at a keli itself, what's a keli? Look at a container. A container is an empty shell. It's nothing until you put something in it. The difference between a keli and a lavush or, or no keli is, for example, uh, you, take a, you take a cup that has full of holes. So it's not a container for anything. They have two functions, eh? They have two functions in a sense. Can see one yeah, 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 you can say that. So a container contains, because it's an appropriate container, it contains what you pour into it. But if you look at the container, the one who builds a container is building basically a, 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 um, a, limit, a limiting force, not a, a barrel, a container, a wick. Now, but then there's bamemadlik and there's wicks that are conducive for, the, for a flame and some are not. But the keli itself, that's a mohus. This goes back, by the way, all the way, all the way in the beginning. There was a whole chapter. We talked that Kalim fundamentally come from concealment and from Rihuk. From distance. Now, but then, the only thing is, the container can be one that's conducive and appropriate to, 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 a, to an energy that enters into it. And then there could be a container that's so crass that it's not a container. In chapter 9, chapter 9, he spoke at length. Yeah, how containers, <coughs> that's why containers were seen there as, oh, there's a, who's yeah. Kalim, their creation is through tzimtzum. 
Okay. Eir on the other hand is boy. Now let's continue. Commotion is boy. Oh, what's that? <laughs> I can't believe it. He says a commotion is boy. They are paid You don't need me to say it. The Rebbe Rashab says it. Like we explained earlier, chapter 9. Mashenkena Eir upchin is gili be'etzem. Shu'in abihirus. Eir fundamentally is a gili. It's not built. Like in other words, what's the mindset when you build a keli? Mindset when you build a keli is parameters, is limit. You know, if someone says to you, uh, if, if someone's too focused on the Eder that's going to go in the keli, he's not going to end up building a good container. A container builder has to be focused on the container, its parameters to make sure it's appropriate container for whatever is going to go into it. Eder, on the other hand, is gili It's fundamentally gili That's behirus. Brightness or transparency or brilliance. Another thing he says, a, a shining light is the core energy. So he's adding something. That in air itself, there's air as it goes into Kaili. There, it's obviously not as bright as it is on its own. So he adds an additional point. Not only is a keli fundamentally a concealer, a concealing force, and air is a fundamentally a bright force, but, it's, but the real air is actually, its full brightness is when it's not in a container. That means that, so it shows you just how, how separate they are. They come together, so the air is somewhat compromised, which is obvious, like we said with the sun. If you had no shade, if you had no sheath, no shield, you would not be able to look at the sun. So air put air in its natural environment without any limits, it's fundamentally just a, a bright force. And a container, even a container it's a bright force, but obviously on its own. And this is the difference between Shema Vaya that we say by the Ovis. We always, huh? always translate air as energy. Yeah, when it says it's a little bit tough to translate it that way. It, it, it's not so tough because you don't relate to energy. That's why you're saying that. The so energy. Clear energy, you're saying? Like a, energy is full. Like, I'll give you an example. Electricity, you need to have to come into your light bulbs, has to be diminished. If you were able to touch electricity in its root, it would, it would kill. Right? So, an electricity that's running into our homes is an example of, of energy in the run, running through Kalim. So the kalim are limiting the flow, but energy in its purest form is a very, very powerful force. But, 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 but whatever we're, huh? Boyer means clear, bright, brilliant, shining, transparent, illuminating. They're all correct. We talked about that. Why not? Okay. We're not talking physical. We're talking about uh, full intensity. Remember, can you say it on spheres? Sviris is even less than Sviris is definitely not. You're using the Marshall or the Nimshal you're talking? And the Nimshal for sure, because the Nimshal is not a physical light. What means Sviris Abihiris? Tell me what it means. It means that it, re- it reflects God's essence without any limits. That's what it means. So it's, you're not talking about light. And using the word Behiris. Remember, it's all language again. If you're talking physically, yes. It's easier to explain Boya to somebody who's in the material world with light. Because light is bright, not bright, and so on and so forth. But technically speaking, it's the same thing with energy, and definitely with divine energy. At the end of the day, you're going to have to get rid of the physical uh, Moshe, uh, manifestation of it. It's all, it's all right. Whatever works right now, that, to understand it, is, is fine. 
But the point here is not so much, it's not coming to explain uh, light bulbs. It's coming to explain divine energy. So uh, the key here is that oyer, boyer, that's the key, is that it's boyer. I'm saying right now, use whatever martial works for you to relate to it. And then realize that you have to, you have to extrapolate it from that too. Uh, we call it um, anthropomorphize. You know. So now he says, this is the difference. What's the difference? I'm not sure what. So we'll see. So there's two Havayas. We know that Meishe was said, Hashem says to Meishe in Pasha Shmi Havaya Leina Daiti Lehem. That my name Havaya, I did not let them know. But who's them? The Ovis. I, we see the Ovis, we say Havaya. The word Havaya is used. So there's two Havayas, which is what he's discussing. Havaya Leila, Havaya Leila so he's going to explain the difference. The Gabi Ha'ovit, he says by Matan The truth is it was said by Moshe, but it was Achonah to Matan That's what it says. So Matan Teira, Anoichi Hashem Alekecha, that Hashem, Havai Alekecha, that's what Hashem revealed to Moshe, by Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, is a higher Havai than the one by the Ovis. But generally it's called the Havai by Matan the Havai of the Ovis. Two different levels. So what does he say? The Gabi Ha'ovit, Nemar, come upon him Havai. Because by the obvious, we find several places it says Havaya in the Pesukim. Where does it say, for example, Yeda love Hashem? Yeah, right there, by even in, in, in Vayera. Yeah. Nevertheless, it says, like I just cited, that it says that I revealed to Avram Bekel Shaddai. I revealed myself to Avram with the name Kel Shaddai. I did not let them know. I did not reveal myself with Havaya. So what's going on here? So he says there's basically two levels. If you do it, the Shem Shaddai who begins a gvul v'ina kelim, and you know Shem Shaddai is what gvul kelim. It's like a lekim. Shaddai and a lekim in this case is the same. Die. V'ayin demasheheir la'ovis who heir v'agilish shaladeh kelim, which means that whatever was radiated, illuminated to the ovis, the patriarchs, was a revelation, was an energy and a revelation through containers. That's the colors of the light. Not pshittis. Not uh, sh- uh, seamless or shapeless. Not colorless would be the right word here. And this is the reflection of Shema Vaya that radiates through Shema Lekim. Yes, white and clear is the same here. Yeah. He uses the word shakuf anymore? Shakuf? No. No, okay. So what's that? Hupchil Shemvaya, Melekim. So I'm, I'm not clear what's going on here. Kel Shaday is Gvul Kelim. Ah, so what the others got there, their Havaya that they got was Havaya that radiates through other Kim. That means through the colors of the Kalim. That's them. Then he goes to parentheses. And in several Maimorim, Duchtin, like Drushim, that several, um, what's the word? Places. Discourses. Ah, Duchtin is places. But it's also it's like a sugi. Okay, different places. That this, what was by the Ovis, that we say, 
that, that is the revelation that is, transmits into Biyah, and that's the Yichud of Hashem Alekim of creation. The Ksiv Breshi is about Alekim. It says, God created the world with Alekim. But we know creation has to come from Havaya. Kumahava. Elikim is the is the method, the concealment. So what's the so what's the meaning of that? So in other words, you have to say that there's a yichud havaya lekim. So when creation took place, it's not just a lekim; it's havaya through the lens of elikim. In other words, it's earth through the lens of the colored containers. That's what creates existence. That's a lower level compared to. Not in Teda. Yeah, he's going to go. He's going to go back. Or through Elohim, you can say. Look, Rashi says there that the Olar that the wanted to create the Bemidis Din, but he saw the Elam Miskayim, so Shita Bemidis Harachimim, that's Avaya. That's why you have Bemidis Harachimim, Hashem Elohim, Hashem Elohim. So, bottom line is, you need a combination of Gvura and Ches, or Gvura and Teferis, or Gvura and Rachimim, to create. Gvura alone is Tzimtzum. And uh, so basically, it's Havaya, the Yichud Havaya Lakim. But it's through the lens of Elikim, it's through Tzimtzum. That's very clear, through Kalim. Well, and we'll soon find out. I don't know yet. I, I just, I, I don't want to speculate. Ach, Kamoyken Yeshlem Batzilis. Okay, so he's like, it was a stickle question. Because he just said, we're talking everything is Natsilis here. In some Amorim, in some places, it explains this whole idea. And that is going to Biyah. The creation of Biyah is Hashem Elikim. So he says, Ach Yeshlemer, however we can say, Krach Kamoy Ken Yeshlemer, we can say this similarly, Batsilis is also like this. Shazob Chinus Ha'ir Hamer Adeya Keli. So in Biyah, it's Havaya creates through Elikim. It's Yuchadam B'Briyaseh. In Atsilis, it's the energy may radiates through the, illuminates through the container. Shari Ovis, so in other words, we have here now two levels. At creation, before the office came, we know that at creation there was obviously also a, a divine presence. So you have the creation, Havaya works through the king, that's the creation of Biyah. When the office began, Lahoyer, it says, Avram, began to illuminate, what did he start lighting? He started bringing in the Havaya Vatsilis. So it's Avaya Lakim and Biyah, basically Avaya Lakim and Vatsilis. But it's still a lower level than Matan Teda. Still Shmi Avaya Lakim. Then he goes, Abba, but Matan Teda, the Chain Emma, the Bnei Yisrael, and Yashem. By Matan Teda it says, and therefore you should say to the Eden, to the Bnei Yisrael, children of Israel, Ani Yashem, I am Havaya. Hushem Havaya Be'etzem. This is Shem Havaya Be'etzem. B'chin Se'er Kameshu Be'etzem. Not. Like he said, the air as it manifests in the kalim. This is now we're talking about matan teda. You're suddenly getting shema vayeb etzem, not as it goes through elokim, as it was by the office shaddai. The colors you're getting it without the colors. There's no color now. Havaya that's colorless. Well, he spoke before the shema etzem. Remember, we spoke in two chapters back. He spoke about colors. What is it in Lamaila? He said the Shema Etzem and Shema Havaya. And then there's how Havaya goes through the containers, which is the other names. So they're all God's names. But the other ones are already, they color, they're already an additional 
an additional element. Like if God, beyond all existence, but if God manifests in existence, what would he look like? Colorless. If God manifests in existence, what would he be? Bleakvul. Once you say Er Hagvul, you're saying it's a Ke'ilu Dover Nesaf Etzim. That was a critical, critical point that we learned. Kamoy Dover Nesaf Etzim. What means Dover Nesaf? Not God forbid that it's an additional thing. It means it's already, you need an additional component that's not just the natural flow. That's the color white, the clear color. As soon as you're adding a pigment called green or blue or red and so on, you're already adding on some personality. You're coloring it with something. Okay. So that's what happened by Martin Taylor. Now what does he say in the Hesophis? Let me just see. The Rebbe Rashab in certain paragraphs would write, Ein Sarach Lahaitik. It means it's, this is not meant to be copied. And the Rebbe said... And the mem is that they should print that as well in the back of the book that should say that's in Sarah So basically, you have a piece, if you look in the back of the back of the Ayin Bays, page Bays, and they suffice, you say, which is kind of interesting. It means these are the paragraphs that, was, that were written on it, they're not copied. So when you learn it, make sure the old one may not have it. You have, see Bays? So here, so this, what, what does he say right here? But Etzim, I just want to see what he adds here. It's always good to see what the Rebbe wrote. The Kamosh HaKosom HaPad, the Shema Etzim, saying the Lema Etzim HaSfiraz Vuhu HaAtzmas HaMeslabos. Okay, he's adding, now why he was in Tzarek Lahaitik, the only reason I can understand is because it may confuse. But frankly, the whole thing confuses, so I don't really understand. You know, it's already, it's already deep stuff, so I guess it's in confusion itself. Nach HaHechel Madrege. <laughs> it would really take you off. I know the previous one we read I was definitely could have been confusing, but the truth is it answers questions. You know the one we read about Levin, because there suddenly he throws in that the color white is in Kesef. But um, but that's also part of the whole picture. Okay. Okay. So what do you say? Commission was Etzem Okay. The part that says Shema Etzem means. The etzem has spheres. That means in the spheres it's still the etzem. What? Oh, no, it's not atzmus mamish. It's not the core. And when I say atzmus, it's not the etzem air. Not the core air. Is the air is already as it's manifest. So it's, that fits because it's air. no. I, I know why he's not bringing it because the pardis talks. There's no spheres in air. It's only in kalim. That's the thing. That's why. But him spheres are kalim. Not Not necessarily. Not, not when you're learning here. It depends where you're talking. Right now he's speaking Evan Sapir as an as an air, not as in kalim. So that's he says in Atzmus. So what's in the kalim? In the kalim. It means that, um, well, it gets more specific. Right now, we're just talking about there's the Kalim, there's Havaya that goes within to the Kalim that the Ovis had. Patriarchs have that. That's like Havaya the Lutata. Then there's Havaya the Leil that's the Shema Etzem. 
That's what happened by Matan Teira. It was a revelation from the core name. He, the Pada says that core is also manifest. So basically there's like three levels. There's how by the Ovis, how it's manifest literally in Elakim. There's how Hashem Etzim is manifest. And then there's Hashem Etzim that's beyond manifestation. But he's not talking about that here. Ubederach Prat, and more specifically, Ubechinus HaChochmah Shalamana Ubechinus Kelem Adayin. And more specifically, this is the level of chokhmah that's still higher than containers. Hubchin is govern love and hanal, and that's the clear color, the clarity, the white, clear, the white, clear white that we've spoken about before. Hubchin is govern poshet, that core and colorless color. Okay, which is consistent. He's talking about chokhmah. So basically, by Martin Taylor, you had the revelation of chokhmah. Which is higher than the revelation there. This is still the first interpretation, by the way, in Ayur being Boyer. Why Ayur is, br- is, is bright. So what do you say? It's not like the Kayan that conceal. It's Gili Be'etzim Shreen Abiyaz Gamin Ebershub Kinis Etzma Elik Mishumir. Aha, there we go. Well, all this is coming to explain that Ayur Boyer, Etzma Er, not the way it's made, that's why he doesn't bring the Padis, because the Padis is already as it's manifesting in containers. Okay, he's saying, Boyer is talking about how it's etzema air. What happened by mountain Taylor is that we don't have only energy within containers, we have the actual air, so it's far more bright than it was by the Ovis, because there it's radiated through containers. You get it? Through colors. What the Ovis had was Havaya, but it came through the colors. My mountain Taylor, you have Havaya without the colors. And Moshe Rabbeinu, when he heard it from Hashem, got it at that yeah, yeah, that was the taste of it. Yeah, that's that's connected because it was all. I was already Mitzrayim preparing. You know. Remember, when he was telling him, he was telling him, "We're going to take you out of Mitzrayim." That's the beginning, and that's the beginning. Matan Teir is the conclusion of Yitzchus Mitzrayim. So that's the, the the way Jews reach this high level of Avai is because of the Mitzrayim, because of the pain, because of the oppression that led them to this deeper place. Okay, good. So we got it. So basically, there's two levels in air by in air. As it's in kalim, it's also behiris, whereas kalim themselves are concealed. And then there's the air without kalim, and that's the difference between avis and matan teira. The avis is air within kalim, which is higher than what was by bryas elam, where you only had in biyah complete conceal, no, the concealment. By the avis is a revelation, but it's basically a revelation of gvul, air gvul, and matan teira is the air habli gvul. I guess is where he's going with this. We'll see. And look what it says, Ayin. Delve in what it says in Tereir, in the Mayim of Moshe Yadaber, or Mashakosur Shon, Be'in Zayin Shemus. And what he writes there by this, about the seven names. Remember, there are seven, Shayin Shemus, Shayin and Chokim. Three names, three to seven holy names you're not supposed to erase. Before in the chapter Kuf Yud Ches, we spoke about it. One is called Shem Etzem, Shem Havaya. Then you have Kael, you have Elakim, you have Svokis. You have uh, um, Shaddai, and you have, uh, how many did I say so far? Um, you have another one or two. Kael, Elokim. Well, I don't know if Shalom goes in the Shai Shemus. Anyway, but the bottom line is, they're all according to the seven spheres. Havai is in Teferis. So anyway, in context of where we are, we're talking where it's beyond color. The other six have colors, essentially. So he's saying, look into there. There, he talks about the Zion Shemus. So which one doesn't have color? Abayis. 
Chavai has no color. In Tiferes. I know that. You, no, it's, it, it, it's Tiferes says it's in Kesa, so bottom line. Tiferes has all colors, but that comes white. <laughs> she says, She says, They're the energies that manifest in containers. Okay, that's the first one. Okay, so, that, so basically Tiferes is a proof to this. That the Zion Shemus are already the energies that manifest in containers. Which is the colors, like it says there in the beard, he says, and Meishas etzma chokhma. So Meishas etzma chokhma, like in essentially the le- connected to Avaya. So here chokhma is Avaya and chokhma, not in Tiferes. Okay, they're probably Avaya and Tato, maybe. Anyway, Zayin Erboyer, and this is the meaning of Erboyer. We're all the first meaning, a a brilliant light. So what's the brilliance about? What's the brightness, the transparency, the, the illumination? Is that it's revealing the core, like the color, the core color, which is no color, basically. It's not colored yet. It's not shaped in any particular way. So this is the lay govern? Yeah. Or... It's chokhmah, where govern meets lay govern. That becomes the root of all the govanim, of the colors, as you said. According to this, we can say that the Sfiris of Behirus Shabair, when we say the Sfiris and Behirus, that there's illumination, there's brightness in the air, in the energy of the Gabair Atzmei, meaning it's a revelation to the air itself that it's in a form of brightness. In other words, it's not in relation to anything else. The energy itself is in a bright state. What he's adding with this, I'm not really sure yet. We'll see where he's going to go with this. But bottom line, that's what he's saying. Shmei begilman b'chinus er bar k'meshu b'atzmusei. Hilagabe er atzmei. Okay. What? Let's see where he goes with the second thing. Vabez. So let's go back. Remember, So first thing we just established is that the air itself is fundamentally a bright reality. That's air. Kevi, it's fundamentally concealed reality. Air is a bohir. And he just explained it in that there's two levels. There's how it's manifest in containers. That was be more as it was by the others. And then what was Shmir Vaila? What they did not have is the way it is in its pure, in its glory. In other words, whiteness, the clear white that we've been talking was revealed by Matan Tera. Before that, everything was colored. To some extent. Good. Vabez, and the second thing, Rabbi said there's two things in Behirus and Be'er, Vabez, in Behirus Shaber Shemagalas Enesur Shalamayla Matzilas. Ah, that's what he's saying. Okay. So the first thing is that air by itself is just a revealing powerful force. The second thing in Behirus is that it reveals something higher than itself. It reveals It reveals the infinite divine light that's higher than Atzilus. It's a story it's fascinating because if you know, you see how he's been dying from Perik Sadiqet to Perik Kuvdala. 
He's literally summing up the whole thing. That's why you need. To, that's what I'm saying. To you, you got to really keep the whole thing in, in your head. It's not like he moved to another another department here. Um, let, uh, can we read a few more lines and I'll explain it? Basically, what he's saying. Okay, I'll explain right now before we continue. Remember the introduction I gave here today, and I do it again and again because you have to keep the whole flow in mind. Svitas have three dimensions, three meanings: misper, a number, a story, a cl- clarity, transparency. Let's say. An example I gave with the kindergarten children. So you begin with just the number. You climb and begins to tell a story. You climb higher, it begins to illuminate to the point where you start seeing things that the story itself doesn't reveal. Now remember, it's all the same, the, all spheres are called by all three, uh, the same word sphere has all three meanings. So we're not talking about three uh, different entities here. So it's really three uh, three levels in spheres or three ways to appreciate spheres. Okay? So I get another example. An artist uses a paintbrush to draw a piece of art, a beautiful piece of art on a canvas. Okay? You come in, Afterwards, you say, "Wow, beautiful piece of art." You start studying it. So first, you see this. You see the details, right? Whatever it is, uh, a sunset, a field, uh, people, details, and the, the, the and you know that, huh? Techniques. Yeah, and you see, you see. What do you see? You see basically the number of it. You see the quantity of it, so to speak. The outer. Then you start studying it, and you say, "Hey, this piece of art tells a story." You know how people analyze art. You could tell a deeper story, and it goes deeper and deeper. You could read into a piece of art. Mona Lisa, one of the most famous pieces of art, they till this day, it still mystifies people. What does the face tell us? Is she smiling? Is she smirking? Is she cynical? Is she serious? Is she crying? That was the brilliance of uh, Van Gogh. Who is it? Da Vinci? Huh? Da Vinci, yeah. So I'm just using an example. So a piece of art telling a story. Then, in the story itself, we learned that it tells not just the story, but it can tell you the story of the piece of art, but it can also tell you another story about the artist. What, 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 what mood was the artist in? What part of his life was he expressing when he made this piece of art? And you find that he lost his wife, God forbid, or some other tragedy. You know, I'm just giving you an example. So now, it's no longer just telling you a story of art. It's telling you a story that, of a whole dimension of a human being. Now, of course, with human beings, there's a limit how far you can go, because humans are limited. But now take this muscle to God. So in the art that God created, how much does it reveal about God? So you could say it reveals nothing, or very, very little. Or you could say it reveals more. Or you could say even more. So basically, Sphidus, since God used Sphidus to create, these Sphidus reveal not just the number of ten spheres that God wanted, meaning here's a creation, every scientist can observe it, everybody can observe that there's millions of trees and billions of cells and then so on. You know, mineral, vegetable, animal, man. Or it can say, no, it's revealing also a story. What story does it tell us? It tells us the story of Atsilas, tells us the story of Eris and Kalim, it tells us the story that Gvul, this Gvul that God created has a root somewhere, that God had to envision in his mind, it tells you the story of the ten hidden spheres. We've learned that as well. It goes even further. It tells you the story that the one who envisioned ten hidden spheres had to have infinite spheres. An artist that definitely... Had, like you, know, you see a piece of art that's beautiful, you say, 
How many more pieces of art could this artist create? And you say, one second, probably maybe infinite amounts. Again, we're talking about God, so it's infinite amounts. So you realize all that. Then comes the third meaning in sphere where we're now, that tells you how much does it reveal. That it tells us that there's a story. You, can, you know, you can hear in the story, a good person tells a story, you can hear in it whole history. You can hear like a, you know, whole depth in it, that the story carries a lot of, you know, you hear stories about chassidim or people, her- heroes and so on. You realize this person must have been something special. Mar- much more than the story itself is conveying. You realize this person has a bleakful dimension. You know, I'm a nefesh, let's say. But it still doesn't tell you how bohid it is, how clear it is. So comes the third, because you could say, you know what, okay, it's a story, like a story in a book. It's a story from a distance. You know, you know it now. You know that there is gvul, there's bligvul, but the question is how close are you to it? And this comes Behirus. Behirus says there's nothing blocking. You can actually be a ton- you can actually be there as if you were there. That's the level here. So story is still a story, but you're not there. They told you the story. Then there comes a story that literally transports you to that place as if you're standing there. That's Behirus. Yeah, yeah, or or Exodus, or if you hear a real story from a Rebbe, or a story from Exodus stories, or a Nigan, for that, a Nigan. Can that just be, a Nigan reminds me of something, or tells me, oh, was once great. Look, they say nostalgia is not like what it used to be, you know? But, um, but rather, that it becomes actually a Behirus, that it's as if you're there. So you're now seeing it clearly. And because the Kalim and the Eir have now basically... Um, I want to say they have they're stripped of any of any uh, uh, they've shed their um, their filters. So most of us are stuck in the story here. Most are stuck in numbers, I would say, if not lower. No, story is already a good madrega. At least you're in the story. You know, they still you know the story behind the story. You know the story of the story. They say the power of a story is what. Uh, and it's a, they say in the time of the Baal Shem Tov, they had a custom before a certain before Rosh Hashanah, he would go to a certain field, a certain place that he had designated. He would light a fire, say some tefillahs, and ask for a new year. The Magid, the next generation, he did the Saderis, so he knew the location, but he didn't know how to light the fire. So he went to the location and said the tefillahs. The next generation, Magid students, would go there. They didn't know how to light the fire, they didn't know the tefillahs, but they knew the location. So they stood there, and they asked for a new year. And we, we don't know all three. We don't know how to light the fire. We don't know the prayers. And we don't know the location even. But we know the story. So we tell the story. And by us telling the story, we achieve what they did when they did it. Because we, 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 you only do what you can. That's the power of a true story. So a story is not just you telling a nice, you know, story, put your children to bed. You're doing whatever we can do to recreate a reality that once existed. And then that becomes your reality if you tell it right. So yeah, so I think this this is even a uh, this can be a course in storytelling, how to tell a story that it shouldn't be like it was the distant past, but like behirus, like it's happening now, and that too has two levels: the kalim, the learn behirus kalim, the kalim. Like I said, the letters are still there, but the letters, you know, sometimes a person who captivates you with the story, you don't even realize they're speaking. You just like in the moment, and the, just the energy flows. And then there's how the air is now. That's what he's saying that in air itself. There's two levels. There's air boy that the air itself is an illuminating thing. So air, when you're in the presence of air, it reveals. By Matan Tera, what they had was a revelation of the divine, uncolored, by any, by any human experience. By the obvious, it was at the end of the day colored in some way. 
That doesn't mean they didn't do... Remember, the Ovis, on the other hand, had a big mile that we don't have after Manantela. They did it all on their own. There was no Kayach Mamaila, which is a major achievement. They, whatever they reached, they reached through their own Aveda. But, but by Manantela, there came a revelation of a new dimension of the divine, which obviously came as we stood on the shoulders of the giants before us, the Ovis, and Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, and all that we went through. So now, Martin Taylor, I mean, this is not a popularity contest that we're higher than the Ovis. It's because of the Ovis. That's why we have Martin Taylor. You know, there was no seventh generation of Meshav if you don't have the first generation of Avram, to put it bluntly. So, bottom line is, at this point, they came to such a revelation of Behirus. So the first thing is Behirus that the air radiates. Just a revelation. It's clear. There's no minimal filters. It is a filter because air itself is a filter. Because air is a salma, is a, is a garment. But it's a transparent garment. Then comes now, he says, now he says, Yeshlemer, that's Eir, that's what he said, Yeshlemer, in Ebedis is Gabe Eir Atzme. Fine. So you have clarity. Then he says, It's not just clarity in Atzilis, it's revealing to you the the Eir higher than Atzilis. Um, <clears throat> From Sadiqay to Kuvdal, he was speaking the second interpretation of the story. And he said there, the lesson of the Pardis was that it reveals, it reveals Machshavas Nalamas, hidden thoughts. Not just what you see, also what you don't see. So he's saying, that's the Yeshlema, that Eir reveals Behirus, in a form of Behirus. What we learned earlier about the story, that it reveals the hidden, not just the revealed, He's saying now in air that it reveals the hidden, not just the revealed. In the first meaning of Behirus, it would be Atsilis is revealing the essence of Atsilis. The meaning, basically, the essence of Eragvul, is what I would say. And here he's telling us it's revealing also that which is beyond Atsilis. Shagilihu Bechinus Behirus. That this gili now is in the form of behirus. It's not the same type of revelation, right? It's kind of like hints to it, it touches on it. Sadikei Kuvdal. One second, one second. I'm sorry? I was just going to say, it's not the same type of revelation. Kind of, it's, it's, it's a hint to it. it, it uh... why, why do you say that? Uh, otherwise, it would be de facto. I'm just asking, I'm posing the question. Uh, not necessarily. Okay. I think he's talking Is here. There are stages, but the point is yeah, that, that it's going to another. Yeah, it definitely has a point where you get to that. Now, it may not be till Mashiach comes, till Asadlavi. But it's definitely climbing the ladder. Like I said with the whole, like in the kindergarten, this, it's climbing. I don't think you can jump to Eir, the second Behiris of. Let's put it this way someone tells you a story of Elokus. The first thing is try to get clarity of what you're being told. Once you get clarity of what you're being told, real clarity, total clarity, that's Atsilis. Then you start realizing. It starts giving you a reflection of what is beyond that Atzilus. Mm-hmm. What put it here? Which, but it also gives you clarity. What he's, the Chiddush here is that air reveals not just it, the level it's revealing, but also levels beyond itself. Because it comes from there. He didn't explain yet why, but the simple reason is because air is, is a basically a revealer. So it reveals everything. All this, of course, is right? That's where you're applying your own thoughts from other places here. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't say yet. You know? You're talking about right now? Right now, it's, I don't even know Yudhiyas Mitzis, what we talk about. <laughs> now we're just talking. <laughs> 
But it, it all comes down to how much Aveda you're doing and how much you can absorb in it. I mean, every human being, relatively every person has these levels. Where each of us stands, we can only we can compare notes. You know, it comes down to, I mean, to me it always comes down to, I've always, we discuss this always here, what you do after you leave this room. How are you going to behave today? How you act? Because you can learn this all day and you can go outside and be an obnoxious person, then basically, then I don't think you even have your DSM and CS. Then it's just time to get that. I mean, you learn something, fine, it's a nice concept. At the end of the day, the more air is behirus by a person, the more spiritual they are, and the more refined they are. Simple as that. And if they're not refined, it's not, it has not permeated. I'm not saying they haven't learned it, and they don't know anything. I'm not going to dismiss it to that level. But it all comes down to what you do with it, and how it really uh, affects you. I mean, when you say, you know, you sometimes saw, even at, I remember the end of Yom Kippur sometimes, you could literally see on the Rebbe, when he went out after Yom Kippur with a kittel, I saw it in the early years, more than later years, for me at least. You could see his face was like, like uh, almost transparent. You know, like translucent. You know, sometimes you see where you see his skin is almost like not there. I'm not saying miraculous even. It's just a certain, like you could see a person went through a real refinement. And uh, I, and so, I mean, the, I don't want to compare it to others, but you see sometimes other. It's not a, a, a magical thing. You sometimes see a person... Not always, but you could see a person that they've either because they've learned something just then, or because their 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 face glows, and that means what's glowing. It's like what I said. It, you don't see the. Of course, the face is there, but you see a deeper glow. And uh, so when the Rabbi Hudu came in the Rishon, he says he came into the town, and they asked him, and all the goyim there, they saw his face was glowing, so they all speculated. One said he must have eaten a good piece of chazer, another said he must have been malva beribus, you know, he must have gotten a, a big high interest. Another one said something else, you know, as, as they, they all projected what they would give them, make them glow, you know. And then they asked Rabbi Yehuda, what, what, so why is your face glowing? He says, because he found Tesef uh, Techadet, he found a new, uh, a new text, a new Chiddush, a new, a new manuscript, basically. <laughs> so um, my point is that, that there is that element where you see, that he used before the example of the eye, that the physical eye has a certain translucence to it that allows light in and out, in a proper way. If you put the nose where the eye is, it would not uh, be a keli for, for vision. So there's where you see places where the kalim are very, very, uh, what's called translucent, very, 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 the veil is very thin. So I guess that's what it comes down to and what he's discussing here. Look, he's talking the concept. Now he's going to say, one second, you'll see he's going to be lost at love. So did the, the, this, Avram, got it? A bit. Why can't we just jump to the higher level? You want to say? What's that from the Galamaisis, right? No, that's what I'm thinking right now. I just want to mix up the information. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the first level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The of Chochmah Atzilus, and now Chochmah is revealing to you Kesser. Basically, is the second level. Yeah. It's revealing, the, the, it's revealing the colorless, even beyond color, not even colorless. The ain gevim mamish, complete. Not meaning I'm ayin amiti, but you can't go there. Like look, look. If you are, this is a perfect example. We have this. I always argue, argue. I always talk about this in absorbing and remembering the Rebbe Sichas as a chazer. I could tell you. And that, like when you learn something, you have to be in a state of either the Torah, the Mivla, which means you're completely absorbing 
and not in any way processing. Definitely not transmitting. You know, if you're speaking, you can't be listening. It's as simple as that. There's no that, that's obvious. I know some people think that they could, but it's not possible. But not just speaking and listening. It's you could also be quiet and still not be listening. You have to shut everything off, and you're now in absorbing mode. I just want to hear what you have to say. You know, nothing else, uncolored. That's a good example. That's chachma in its purest form. It's listening to the frequencies of something coming into it. The people who are able to do that, have bitl, have the best chachma. Because if you're, if you're consumed with what I understand, I'm so passionate about it, that's fine, that's a different stage. But you're not going to be absorbing something. You'll be missing it, actually. Like, you know, you can stand in front of us and have an experience, and you'll miss the main thing because you got so excited by the, by the, by the, by the introduction that you missed the, 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 main, the main punchline. Why? Because you got... Now again, I'm not knocking someone who's excited. That's fine. But what happened was they let their personality start taking, start processing and enjoying it and missed the, 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 the punchline, so to speak. Of course we do it all the time. It's called... We don't stop to smell the flowers, they call it. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. That's the best example for it. Where he's just so consumed with his knowledge, he appreciates the king's majesty and forgets to meet the, meet the king. So one second, but one second, let's just continue here a moment. But the beauty here is that Bina is what I just said. Bina is I understand. And you're developing in the details of it and so on. Chochmah is not I understand. It's something is entering into me. It's not I. Nicht ich verstehe, not der Inyan Herzach, if you want to put it that way. In other words, that concept is beginning to manifest. If you stay in the Chochmah mode, you're in an interesting place. Because you're becoming a portal between something beyond that's entering through you and that can be passed on. Like if you were in a good place, you would basically be chachme, and you pass on to someone else and say, you take notes for Bina. I'm busy tr- receiving. Right? It's like a receiver. You're a receiver. You can't, you're not transmitting while you're receiving. Um, I mean, I would say a real Rebbe is in that place. He sits at the crossroads between Bligvul and Gvul and is telling the Gvul what he sees in Bligvul. That would be the, the, the real Mumutza. <laughs> you, you can do it too if you have that bitl. But he's talking at the same time. Okay, that's true. That's true. And I'm, I'm sure he also needs time that he doesn't talk. He talks after he receives. So it's not just completely, you know, there's a... Um, anyway, what am I saying? So what am I leading to? So Chachmah, number one is it reveals to you, the air of Chachmah reveals air. Number two, it's channeling in from a higher place. A clarity from a higher place. That's what he's saying here. That's going to be Keset. He doesn't say it right now, but it is the level of Keset. Did he ever once say, uh, when he used to get the Maimora, <clears throat> he's first learning them, at that point he was just, when he was saying it, he, he wasn't even coming to his throat. You know, no, no, but first of all, the Rabbeim, the Rabbeim, the Rabbeim also, they all prepared to say the Maimora. They never said a Maimora unprepared. With the only time they did, we know about it. Simchus Teret, Samach Vav. So it's known that Rebbe Rashab said a Maimer unprepared, just spontaneous. But generally speaking, the Rabbeim were very careful because the Gemara had to say, it's, even Haftarah the Rebbe Rashab would not want to say, and they gave him after once in Germany or wherever he was in France. He said he needs to review it. He went into a room because, and they asked him, he said, because the Gemara says, you first say it to you and yourself before you speak in public. That was, that was Haftarah. We're not even talking about an idea. That's just saying something that guaranteed he knew how to read it and he knew the trap. But still. Um, 
Now, so the Rebbe said as well, by Fabrengen, I remember the Rebbe said, he says that, that I was asked, he says, generally I prepare the ideas, one has to prepare, but sometimes while I'm speaking, something, a nice gishmake, something, to, you know, tasty, nice, uh, a, 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 a juicy, whatever. And I say it, and can move it when you say it spontaneously. The Rebbe said, not always it's all fully developed, not always all the details. Many times, I, and many times, in 10 minutes after Fabrengen, I got a call from Rabbi Groner, the Rebbe gave out a settle on an envelope, usually, where he's rewrite. But pnei kitzur azman because the t- time was short, I didn't finish, and he would add, add a whole piece to add that we should add into the fabrea. At least for my times, at least 50, 60 times that happened. Maybe a little less, but that's a normal thing. Shchinim edaberes metayikrein is another element, especially by a mimer, that when the Rebbe said adach siddis, it was considered like, but it wasn't that he didn't prepare. Doesn't mean that because I think it's a combination. It's like you know Moshe Rabbeinu. Even a channel when you're a novi has to have there's some element of intelligence there. But there's levels. There's levels of it. Sometimes it's more chokhmah and a little nevuah. Sometimes more nevuah, a little chokhmah. But you know Moshe, I'm sure when he spoke to the Eden, even when he spoke Mamish God's command, I mean he understood what he was saying. It's just that he wasn't focusing on his understanding. He was just giving over what he heard. But there's levels of this. I don't know if it's a black and white, you know, thing. Because at the end of the day, Moshe had seichel too. The only thing is, he didn't let his seichel be the filter. He just, you know, it talks about it in, in, in Svarim. The Rebbe brings about sometimes it says Moshe spoke as a novi or he spoke as a chacham. He's speaking as a novi or is he speaking as wisdom? Sometimes teder, sometimes nevur. Actually, better put. Like a rov or paskins. If you came to Moshe for a psak, you don't want him just channeling from above. You want him to hear the arguments, and then you want him to use his wisdom of Teda to Pascha, not just to look in heaven, what's the psak. As a matter of fact, you're not even allowed to do that. Right. Um, okay, so going on here. So. So, so this is what he means here, okay. Shagilubchinus Because you could say, for example, let's say this room is dark. Okay? A dark room. Someone turns on the light. Or the sunlight through the window. The dawn breaks. The sun, you know, the, the day comes. Okay, now I see it's a table, a chair. So what's air? It's boyer. Before it was dark, everything was in this room, but you couldn't see it. What did air do? It reveals what's here. That's the first interpretation of air boyer. Like he says, Yishleimer, so, there's no filter. Once there's light in the room, it shows you everything that's here. There's no, nothing concealed. But it doesn't tell you that this light that's revealing what's in this room is revealing what's going on in a different room. Or what's going on behind the scenes in this room. That's the second thing. He's saying, is the element of Behirus, is that it's also in It's not just revealing what's in the room of Atsilis, it's also revealing something beyond Atsilis. Now that in physical light you're not going to find. By you seeing what's in this room, it's not going to tell you, well, I mean, you could say technically, yeah, tell you who built the room, who set it up, who maybe designed it. But that's an example. That's why he says, this is telling you like the inner secret, this, like he said, what we learned, the hidden thoughts and the, and the awe. Remember, Hafla was the, I use the word, the grandiosity of the divine. 
Remember, Maven Dover Metech Dover. From understanding the world and the beauty, you can come to the grandiosity of the divine. But now, but there was a story. Now the revelation is in a form of total clarity, total transparency. Like, as if you're there. The Gam Commission is and also like we discussed earlier in the Avaya Vaylakim. What did we discuss? That this Chachma, this Eir in Natsilas, reveals to us also Avaya the higher Havaya. Well, Lifni Atzilas for now. Ultimately, it's yes, Lefnetzim from right now is So let's just see this. So the Ovid, it's like he said before, they had the Gilead Atzillus in the lower Havaya. And here it's revealing also the higher Havaya. Okay, but let's stop here. Okay, 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 okay. Got it? I think it's clear. So by creation, Mahava was concealed and it created a world like we see right now. Got it? That's concealed. That's a world as we see right now. The Ovis revealed Avaya, the Latata, which is as as Avaya manifests in containers, in the Kalim, in the colors. Atzillus. Matanteda is Havaya as in its pure form, without colors. The Gevan Atzmi, that's Chachma higher than containers. And that's Oyer Boyer. And two things in that. It reveals the core, like the white, clear color. But that reveals to you that there's something beyond the white, clear color. Beyond colors altogether. Basically, I'm using my words. That's what's going on here. So if you didn't have white, if you only saw red, blue, and there was no white, you wouldn't have a path into beyond anything. So, so you need that. It's like that's how it works. Yeah, that's oh, good. The, the, the creation, uh, what? Creation of the no, I mean it's a level of yes. I mean everything's a level of behaviors, but I mean what he's talking here, he says that there is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 the, 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 but the obvious was how air is radiates through containers. Boy here is how air, air radiates without containers. So or higher than containers. I'm not sure what you mean. Well, no, it's nothing to do with Kalim here. You have Behir, air itself is reveals, is a revealing force, then it reveals that which is higher than its than Atsilis. That was not discussed in this chapter. I, or I explained it earlier that there's a whole different meaning, but that's not relevant here right now. Well, he's going to continue now and explain. That's that's how containers are, as I said, the letters are transparent channels to the air within the letters. We're talking now how the, the energy itself is transparent to higher levels. The only thing I want to say is... It's actually three things almost here. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. Okay. There's almost three things because he says in the beginning 
that in containers it's also in the form of bohiris. And there's gam in a boyer who can answer like Mishumera Dealkelim. Okay, that's fine. Now he continues. And now he goes back to this. Now he's comparing it. And the behidus of the kalim that we spoke earlier in chapter 116, that the containers also have a clarity to them, the transparency. He says that's only what they, because they reveal energy. Right, right. So, it's a new thing. But now he's saying, in other words, by Eir, we said Behidus is because it itself is illuminating and also reveals. By Kalim, he's saying that they only hear to reveal, in other words, letters on a page don't have any revelation. They reveal the, the, the idea within the letters. Eir, on the other hand, has revelation and then also has a revelation of higher levels. In other words, an idea is a revelation plus reveals things that are b- d- deeper than the original idea. Containers, you can say, only reveal what's inside the container, but not the container. Now he's saying no, but MS. You hear what he's saying now? Two things. That Kalim are not just revealing, like he just said, the air, but that they also have within themselves some illuminating element. Okay? So he's breaking it down. Because now, now because the because now in, in Tanya chapter twenty and twenty one explains the higher unity. That is the union of the speech and thought of God, the divine speech and thought. That are united completely with God in the ultimate unity. Just like the speech and thought of a person. When it's still included in his chachm. So before you actually speak or think, the way it's in your, in your mind, in your wisdom, so Dibur Maksha is completely united with you. It's all part of you. Omuvan, so he's now saying this Tanya, Omuvan, it's understood, from this is understood that this is the unity of the containers of Atzilis. That's the Asius. What is he saying in Tanya? In Tanya he's saying that when Hashem says, Bidvar Hashem Shemayim Nasu, God spoke and said, Yehi Oyer. So when he spoke, it created so-called an independent entity called light. But the Dibur within God, Yehudi Allah, that's Yehudi Tato. So even the physical light we have in this world is united with the one who said it. Like a stone that's flying, so he's, he's connected to the one who's given it power. But by a stone... Once the stone is flying, it's outside of you. The dibur is is within the person who's speaking the dibur. The dibur is completely united. So how what does he hear air look like inside of God's mind, so to speak? It's one. So he says that's the yichud of chinas kelim, because it's talking about letters. You're not talking about yichud of air. You're talking about yichud of kelim, because the letters, that's the letters. Asis shall be yichudim in my air. The because he and his kelim are one. And is or vay ma'ishes bora lekam and pay the kuf nun hey one fifty five. Vay yichud the eris harihu lemaila ma yichud the kelim. But the unity of eris is higher than the unity of containers. We'll explain in a moment. The zeh shekasu iyu v'chayu echad v'fniatzme. 
That's why it says, Iyu v'chayu, he and his energies are one. Then it says, he and his kelim are one. Why doesn't it say, Iyu v'chayu v'garmu yichad, and you could save uh, uh, extra words. He and his energies and his containers are one. It says, Iyu v'chayu yichad, Iyu v'garmu yichad. Which is literally repeating, because it's two different types of unity. So the unity of, of the, the union of the eris, on the other hand, is, the mile is higher than the, than the containers. So right now, what do we have here? Going to Atsilis. He wants to say that even the Kalim are not just revealing the air, they themselves also have Behirus. In other words, because those letters are connected to the source. So they have, but they're not the same as the clarity of the Eris. That's what he's going to explain. This is the difference between Teira and Mitzvah. Taraisu Kutshabrikh Kulachad Mamish. Teira and Hashem are Kulachad, it says. Taraisu Kutshabrikh Kulachad. Mitzvahs are not called one with the divine. They're called a varim demalka. They're the divine organs. Divine limbs. Right. 248 positive mitzvahs are connected. They're the 248 divine of the king. The king's uh, limbs. Like he says in Tanya, Perek of Gimel. You see how all this goes back to the beginning of the discussion of Levushin? Because going back now to Evarim and to... to yeah, let's see where he's going. Even though, even though these organs and limbs are also connected, they're not like a garment that you put on that's detached. It's connected. What is an arm and a leg? It's an extension of a body that's part of one human being. And, and also, it's a, it's a, it's a seamless tra- uh, channel of the soul's energy. It's not like, like for example, I remember when I used to write, I used to, ty- used to write, and I learned to type. And it was not so easy to transfer. Your hand is far more of a keli in communicating, like your speeches, than to once you have to put it onto, a, onto, a, onto a keys. When, once you're using, like for example, the, this, the, to walk is one thing, but to learn to ride a bike, or to learn to ride, you have to learn something else because you're learning to trans, to um, to to extend your abilities on an outside container. So a vodim are not like that. A vodim are natural extensions of your soul's faculties. So they're also meyuchet. They're also united. You can't say they're not united. That's what he's saying here. But you can't compare the unity of your arms and legs, your organs, your limbs, to the yichud of your faculties with the soul. Because they are actually spiritual and uh, ethereal faculties and completely united. So for someone to say like this, we have a physical eye, you have the power of vision, and you have your soul. They're all connected. It's one seamless flow. You know, you open your eyes, you see automatically. You don't even need any effort. But the physical eye is one step lower than the actual power of vision that's coming from the soul. Because the power of vision is still still an energy form. And the physical eye is already a physical entity. So it's a physical entity that's connected. That's kalim. So the kalim are connected, but they are by themselves not spiritual. That's why the soul doesn't create the body. You don't just have a soul comes down and the body has to have substance. That comes from the parents. That's a separate issue. That's a separate issue. That's its root. But it's still not coming. The soul, it's, in other words, it's not like the energy of the soul comes in and your body suddenly forms. 
That's why also, God forbid, the end of death, at the end of life, the body remains, even though the energy leaves. So the kalim itself, like I said before, they're created through distance. They're detached. However, they're detached entities that are united now and being used as seamless containers for the energy. But you can't call them energy. You're not going to say your eyes energy. You're going to say your eyes a container for energy. And it's a conducive container. Where, where let's say a table is not. And it's fitting. Remember he said kalim are tailored to the energy. It's just really dissecting it properly. You have to dissect it. So we have here is that kalim are also behiris. Like the eye, he said before, is a translucent eye. But you can't compare the translucence and the transparency of a physical fact of the physical organ, limbs and organs to the transparency of the faculties. So going back to Evan Sapir, what he said with Evan Sapir, if you remember in the beginning, he said was, Levushim are garments altogether. We're not even talking about Levushim now. Levushim are not even like the physical body. So basically, Teira, uh, so, so then we talk, that's, that's Levushim. The, the garments, he said, then there's Levushim, there's Levushim Yuchadim. There's the body, or the body to the soul, or the faculties to the soul. And that's already, like he says here, the mitzvahs are Evodim. They're like the faculties. Teira is the soul itself, basically. Or no, no, I, I would say no, no. Teira is the energy that enters into the, is the faculties that enter. And the Ivarim, mitzvahs, are the actual organs or limbs. And this is difference Zion, Akim, and Aritz, the seven heavens and, and earth. Dalad, Ruch, on the four directions, and you're connecting it to the Aleph. Yachid is that you're sensing only unity. It's again the levels that I said, even when you look at the letters on a page. Are you feeling the letters and some of the idea? Or are you feeling the idea and, you, and some of the letters? Or to the point where you only sense energy. You know. And you need both. You need both. She says, and the same thing is in the refinements below. Mitzvahs, because they are ivorim, they are limbs. So through them, you take physical, things below, and you make them kalim lalakus. Like I said, you take a piece of uh, cloth, uh, parchment. Like kalim datsilis. That's like kalim datsilis. You take a keli, and it's aligned to the divine will. And through Teda is the Yichud, the unity and the level of energies. Now he's explaining. This is that also Kalim have Indian of Behiras. They also have a transparency on their own. That's the Yichud through Mitzvahs that they become united by Echad in, in oneness. Echad, not Yochud. And the second thing, that they reveal the Rightness of the energy. And they also reveal the Behirus of the air, which is the Primis HaKelim, reveal the core energy, which is the Yichud that comes with Teda. So that's all Kalim. So Kalim on their own are, 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 are revealers through mitzvahs, is like that. Mm-hmm. 
So Kalim also have the mitzvahs and the Tera. The Tera is primus HaKalim. Or Behira Se'er, what's Behira Se'er then? What's the brightness, the transparency of energy? That's the core energy that's higher than containers. Maybe primus HaTorah. I know, I know it's on, but, 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 uh, but it looks like let, let me finish and see. Let me see here. This is a very crucial uh, little piece here. He's bringing together a lot of things right here. Right? He says, it's known, the Bekelim is Gimel Madregas. There are three levels. Pnimi, Emtsoi, Chitzen. Shein Reish, Teich, Seif. There's the outer, there's the inner, there's the middle, and there's the outer. We mentioned it. I said that maybe that's the three meanings in Sphiris. I think I still think that it is, but we'll see. Shein Reish, Teich, Seif. The question is Reish, Teich Seif. So Reish Teich Seif literally means the head is within the end. But, but Reish Teich Seif is three levels. There's the head, Teich is the middle, and Seif is the end. And energy, there's four levels. This is going to need some explanation. Yes, I see. Because that's the energy that's higher than the containers. This is Atzilus Shabbatzilus. So the first three is Biyash Shabbatzilus. Here we go. Yes, this is a tater itself, a higher level, and tater commit tedosimanasi. Like someone who learns, like Rajbi, that his work is his learning. Ukahai Gavna. He's answering your question. Rebbe Rashab, I think, heard you. Look, he's higher than time. So when he said this, he heard that Dr. Lang is going to ask this question. And he has this minute. So one second, so it's a higher level at tater. That, I agree. Okay, let me just let's finish to the end of this thing here. And that's what Eir reveals the Hem Avaidala. So it's not Havaya as it's made in the Kalim, which is the the Lavaidalatata. Vainyan who in the Inyan is Kmavur Bumakamachar, like explains elsewhere, Bedrush Yomto Shadosh Shana Re Samarvov, in the Maimat Hamshak Samarvov, Bainyan the Emma Sashem La Elam. That the truth of God is forever or, or everywhere. That the truth, the truth, the real dimension of Shem is the higher Havaya. That's the perspective from above. I'm sorry, the way it is on its own, like the color, without any colors. That's higher than the Das Elyon of Atzilus. Okay, I'll just say something briefly and then we'll, we'll stop here. It's very dense, you know, brief. But basically, we have to just go very slow and meticulous here. He's summing up a lot here. So, we have... Air is two steps in Air's in Behiris. It, it itself is a revealing force and reveals higher levels. What about so? What are the higher levels? He spoke that that it's a revealing force. Mm-hmm. And reveals higher levels. What are the higher levels? That is the higher Havaya. That's the 
That's how you have Vayalila Lakim. That will be like in the future. So what will be a Lakim then? A Lakim then will be the Havaya today. The Lakim then will be Er Hagvul. And Er Hagvul will be revealing Er Hablikvul. That's essentially what he says here. Is he counting here through four levels in Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Then comes the Kalim. The Kalim, initially you could say the Kalim, all they do is reveal the heirs. He says, no, the Kalim also are revealers themselves. <coughs> and he explains that because the Kalim are like um, like the words, that's like the mitzvahs. So a mitzvah, the mitzvah, by doing a mitzvah, you connect, so that's already the Kalim itself connects. And it also reveals the air. That's like Tera. But that's Havayin Alekim, the regular Havayin Alekim. Havayin revealed through Alekim, through the Kalim. So you're getting mitzvahs in Tera. Today, when you do mitzvahs, it's a revelation, mitzvahs is a revelation of the Kalim, you're changing the Kalim. If you learn Tera, you're being Mam but which level of Eir? Eir Hagvu. Havayin as it goes into Kalim. And that's Havayin Alekim, like Shemesh the sun and its shield, sheath. Will be everything will elevate. Oyer now is going to be Er Hablikvul. That's the real Havaya. So Oyer, and that's where the fourth level comes in. So Kalim only have three levels. He didn't really discuss what the three levels are. I would say it's it's those three things in the spheres: uh, Mispur, Sipur, and and, uh, and 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 Sapir in the Kalim. So they're revealing. And also, distantly, they also tell the story, you can say, of... But that's, I'm not going to go there right now. And Eir adds a fourth dimension. The Eir Habligvul. The Eir Habligvul, that's higher. That's Dasei and higher than Atsilis. That's the fourth level. You're already talking about the fourth level. No, I think that's the first. No, 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 no. Where do you see that? And then if you jump the parentheses, then it says, No, no, no. No, we didn't say, no. No, look at the line before that. Right. Yeah. Where do you see four levels? No, 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 no. He means a fourth madrega. That's what he means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, because you're not going to find no four here. There's no four here. No, the fourth is. Oh, it's all, everything afterwards is the fourth. There's no four. No, 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 no. No, no, don't, don't. first of all, you're going to be hard-pressed to find the three. The th- no, for sure not. What it means, the four levels, that we need to explain. I think it means that there's, that the, 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 I'll tell you what I think it means. You have, you have to have, I don't know if you have say, but you have, a, you have something in air. Yeah, you have, you have, definitely, you have, you have four levels in air. I think he's going to come to, you're soon going to see there's a fourth, there's a fourth interpretation of Sefirah that he didn't mention yet. It's called Sefer, a book. So there's going to be a fourth interpretation. Yeah, so I, I don't want to jump the gun here. 
Uh, let's just stop right now. We're gonna, we're gonna right now, let's just don't, don't go too complicated. It's complicated as it is. Basically, what he established this paid break into two parts. One part is about air being the main transparency, and that has two elements. Air is a revealer, and it also reveals the havaidilayla, something beyond it, the higher. Kalim now, what's the difference between Kalim and air? Kalim also have two things, but Kalim everything is on a lower level. Kalim reveal the air, like. The organs, the limbs reveal the faculties. That's like mitzvahs. And it also reveals, um, uh, what's the second thing? So the kelim themselves reveal. And they also, the kelim themselves are revealers. That's like, I'm sorry, that's like the faculties. And then the kelim also, I'm sorry, that's like the organ, the limbs. And then the kelim also reveal the faculties, which is like the teta. And Eir has something more. Eir's behiris is that it takes you into bligvul. Which Kalim do not take you. Kalim only do is, bottom line is, your body, your limbs and organs and faculties only reveal what's in your soul. It doesn't reveal in bligvul. Air reveals the bligvul, that something's beyond. Behiris means clarity, that's all it means, transparency. That means it's not blocking. It's not like a garment that's blocking, it's a revealer. It's a revealer. That's another discussion. It touches the air and through the air. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Kaylee cannot reveal to you bleakful like air reveals to you bleakful. You understand? That's what you need to know. The point here is it's not garments. A Kaylee is already not a blocking garment. It's a revealer. The question is, a Kaylee begins the channel. Remember, letters on the page reveal ideas. It's the ideas that reveal deeper ideas, not the letters. The letters, if they join with ideas, they together with ideas will reveal deeper ideas. Obviously, obviously at the end of the day you're going to get it all joined, but Technically speaking, kalim are kalim to air, and air is kali to higher air, if you want to put it like that. Let's stop here. We did this chapter uh, 120. We're going to need to go through this a little more deeper. Uh, it's the end of the Maimur Hanukkah almost. Page 231 and 232.